0: Welcome back to another episode of the Unnecessary Podcast, the only podcast where the co-hosts are farting microphones and squeaky chairs. I'm your host, Clint. And I'm Corey. And we are on episode five. We are still around and kicking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it feels like so much more than five just because it, it's not it's not Friday right now, man. No. <laughs> Here we are on Tuesday.
0: Tuesday, yeah, and we're on uh, the fifth take of the episode. and
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, we were going to um, review Avengers Endgame, and um, yeah, the less I said about that, the better. <laughs> well, we did record it twice. Twice, yeah. <laughs> and both times, just <laughs> went off the rails, crashed on the side of a mountain, and <laughs> unable to recover.
1: We, we took all the bashing we do of Disney, we took their formula. Actually, I guess it'd be more of the Warner Brothers formula, but it was really dark. Like, oh, we can't do this. No, we went too far <laughs> the other direction. Oh, okay, we can't do that either. Yeah. either. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we had the, fir- the first episode recorded was the the Zack Snyder version. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last episode was the Joss Whedon version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't get that proper unnecessary balance, as it were. <laughs> So today we're going to step away from Endgame. Um, might be something we do further down the road. Much, much further down
1: the road. When we've had a chance to mature.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you'll probably get the senior citizen edition of that. <laughs> 2070.
1: How bold of you to assume I'm going to live that long. <laughs> 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 <Wow>.
0: <laughs> That's how we do things in a Siri podcast We are bold <laughs> So today we are actually going to do a I guess what you call it, a little review a little A discussion reflect, A discussion, yeah do A little discussion On the show The Mandalorian I believe this is a, a Disney st- product. Yeah, And I believe. Well, if we'll be real technical, it's really a Lucasfilm product. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that, this was um, when it came out in 2019. You know, I think this was the first um, Star War Star Wars product. I guess if you will a form of media that was a live action TV show there's been a lot there been some Star Wars TV shows but they've been mostly animated and I think this was the first one that was live action so you know what to expect with the show and I think after two seasons in, I think they've hit the jackpot uh, it easily is probably one of the best um Star Wars uh, shows out there. Um, <laughs> I think, I think the first few episodes alone, I mean, the first few episodes of the first season, are already better than anything the sequel trilogy came out with. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, and, and I was going to disagree with you. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I told you I was going to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we pay the Mandalorian because we both like it and try to be safe and <laughs> 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 we'll return us these short messages.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mortal combat. <laughs>
0: No, oh, that didn't take long.
1: <laughs> five minutes, five minutes, twenty some seconds. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Bravo! Bravo! Th- thank
1: you,
0: thank, you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take it, Corey, that you have not played Mortal Kombat. No. Okay, yeah, then, Okay. <laughs> I was expecting more of a, a reaction. And
1: oh no, I, I think I played it on a one of them older rigs way back in the day, but that was about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was at Pizza Hut, they had that. (laughs) Then I was scarred for life when my character lost and got his head ripped out. (laughs) (laughs) Limbs were flying off. (laughs) He's got me ready for Star Wars. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Which that hasn't happened in the show yet, so there we already have a, a con, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So, what about you? What are your thoughts on uh, *Mandalorian*? It's good. Yes. No. <laughs> no, it's
1: it's it's a good show. It's, it's fun. It doesn't. Um, how do you say to whatever it is that the sequel trilogy was doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, subvert expectations.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's not a perfect show, but I think you're gonna find that nothing's perfect. It's just like everything's just, you know, a few steps away from perfection, Icarus style. So, thankfully, this show hasn't flown too close to the sun yet. <laughs> did, you, did you say hickory style? <laughs> no, Icarus <Ingers> style. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go get that brisket off the smoker now.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs>
0: muted. Yeah, yeah. I had mute. I'm sorry.
1: You're muted. You're supposed to be talking. <laughs> talk
0: oh no (laughs) no (laughs) i can't i wanted to spare people (laughs) had a laughing attack (laughs) how do you like to watch mandalorian hickory style
1: no no (laughs) i said it hasn't flown too close to the sun yet so
0: okay Okay, um, come on, yeah. come kid.
1: Read your mythology.
0: Oh, no, I did. I know what you are talking about now. I was just <laughs> <laughs> came across here like <laughs> now, like
1: hickory. Yeah. <laughs> Have
0: you
1: ever heard the story of hickory and Daedalus? And wait, was it Daedalus? I don't even remember. Yeah, close enough. Now we're getting off. We're getting yeah.
0: off track. Anyway, you're trying to. <laughs> This salvage a train this, here.
1: <laughs> this is a a task like Sisyphus. Just this whole program is going uphill with the stone. And
0: <laughs> so, what are the things you like about Mando specifically?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I you were me Still, I thought we were on you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've. I've lost track now. Lost. After, after, after I thought she lost said Hickory track. about lost. Yeah. <laughs> what? you <laughs> uh, Had to recover. me. Um, I'm telling you, Well, you know, I think I woke up with a headache too. So they will
2: <laughs> Oh man,
0: yeah the. Things I like about the Mandalorian. I think I like the character development. um, Specifically with, you know, the main character, he kind of goes from being kind of like this, you know, man with no name type bounty hunter. And he kind of grows into this very, I guess you say, loving father figure type. By the end of the last, this past season, um, And, of course, he doesn't love Baby Yoda.
2: (laughs) Actually. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's got... What I liked about this show, just kind of like right off the bat, it had the old-school Western feel to it. um, It really leaned heavy on that. That was something... Excuse me, that a lot of the you know, the original Star Wars trilogy he kinda was leaning on, you know, the the Westerns, the samurai films. And so it was nice to kind of see you know the show kinda go back to that. Um you know, with with Mando kind of being more of the Clint Eastwood type. And that uh, I think that's what I kinda liked about season one because it was really really kind of his development over the course of the season and kind of his backstory Um, I think with season two you know kind of got more it was more about him in the greater Star Wars universe because he started to interact with more characters that have been established Um, you know Boba Fett was one of them Um, Ahsoka and um, you know at the end Luke Skywalker you know, that's kind of... Uh, they kind of put him in the... Got him to interact with the main universe. So that was really interesting. Kind of interesting and unexpected twist to all that. Um, yeah, what about you? I mean, I'm just kind of rambling over here. So, kind of, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think, to, to its credit, um, it it works best there because... We talked about this during the sequel trilogy. They were throwing everything and everyone at you, whereas this one kind of takes it slow and only has a few characters and then builds up from there, which, if you think about it, that's what they did with the original trilogy anyway. It didn't have everybody and their dog out there and, you know, trying to, Sell toys off of that, and make sure that there's, you know, stuff for later films. They just here's somebody, let's follow them. Which mm-hmm. you know, if if they didn't do that, then why even call it the Mandalorian? Which is yeah. why I was, which why I was kind of glad there when they uh, said that they were going to do that new show at the end of the second season. That it's just going to be a new show for Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, It's not It's not going to be conflicting with the existing story. Well, I don't think it is, but they're supposedly going to give him a new show. And then, you know, this one can go on with, uh, I don't know, what's, what is his name in the show? Uh,
0: um, Din something? Yeah, Din Djarin. Din Djarin. Yeah, I like that because you know, we, we were when we were talking about endgame, you know, multiple times, one of the things we were criticizing was this kind of idea of fan service, but you know, not enough substance to take it further. <laughs> um That was one of the few things we agreed on. <laughs> <laughs> uh here, you know, it's <clears throat> you know, it's kind of this is kind of fan service done right with this show because there is some substance to it. And I bring that up because you know, Mando Mando slash Dinjar and he's kinda of supposed to be you know, he's kinda of like Boba Fett in a way, kinda of how he was how we all kinda of thought Boba Fett was going to be like when we all saw him in the original trilogy. Yeah, you know, kind of this western type, Western gunslinger type. And you know, you give credit to this show. You know they they you know brought Boba Fett back and then on top of that, you know made somehow made him even more you know of a, of a you know, I'm not really sure how to say the word properly but you know try to keep it PG but <laughs> you know are well, you he gonna has, say Agnes? <sighs> yes so.
1: You could, that's PG.
0: Okay. I just, just want to make sure, you know. All right. Well, he was badass, you know. <laughs> well, now you said it
1: twice, so we're going to have to cut the episode.
0: Dang it. Okay.
1: Um, whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <I> definitely. <laughs> say dang it. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he, you know, they, they made him, you know, so much cooler than he was when. In the original trilogy, he was doing more stuff and he was interacting with people more. And, you know, there's actually a little bit of character development on his end, too, that's very subtle. And, you know, now you're interested to kind of see not only where Din Djarin's story goes, but where Boba Fett's story goes. So, you know, this is fan service with substance. You know, I think if it was just fan service in general, I don't think we're getting a TV show about Boba Fett because we would just be like, well, he's doing the same thing he did in the original trilogy. He's just kind of sitting there looking cool. Now he's got, now he's now he's got stuff to do, and you know, and there's a little bit of a trajectory with his character now that I don't think was there in the original trilogy or even in the prequels.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I know I've told you this. Uh, I know everybody was freaking out about the Luke Skywalker reveal there at the end, which yeah, that was cool, but. I- <laughs> I think one of the coolest parts of this show was when he he broke that guy's helmet, man. Yeah, <laughs> he, I don't know why I thought that was so cool. Well, not cool, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's doing something.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think it was just because we didn't know, you know, what his. I guess, skill set was like. You know, we saw him with the gun. He always was shooting his his, his blaster pistol and all that. And, you know, we in the season one finale, um Dindjarin's, you know, friend slash leader or whatever is called the armor, and she kind of, you know, breaks the stormtrooper's helmets too. But, you know, you're kind of like, well, that's kind of expected. She's part of a warrior race, and she's got like these, you know, these metal weapons are just being the crap out of people. And then <laughs> when of does it, you're just kind of like, whoa, <laughs> where did this come from? <laughs> I didn't know he was that good.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't suited up. Or, and I I don't know what that weapon was that he had. I thought it was just a big stick.
0: Yeah, it maybe, was. Um, maybe it
1: was something more than that. I don't know. That was those yeah, um,
0: Tuscan Raider things. They were little oh. spears. Yeah. Your steps. So
1: I mean, that's just.
2: (laughs) I don't know.
0: Whack. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he did. He did a couple of them too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think that was so cool about his entrance in that episode was like he did that, and then when he got his armor on, it was just like. Now he was just unstoppable at that point. He was just... <laughs> and then he had weapons on top of weapons on his suit. So you know, that was even cooler. Yeah, I mean, I think it, was just, it, it reminded me of... You know... It, I was, I'm going to kind of make this kind of a light comparison. But, you know, when he returned and he, his team up with Din Jarn it reminded me of Arrow. Um towards the end, like season five and season six with Deathstroke and Green Arrow teaming up. It kind of had that similar vibe in my opinion, but I think Mando did a lot better. You know, because we you know they were actually it was actually a consistent team up. (laughs) Arrow? Yeah, no. Um yeah, I mean it was um more some characters I mean I mean other than you know you know Baby Yoda, Din and Boba Fett, I mean and our kind of established other established characters like Luke and Ahsoka. I mean what were some other characters that you know kind of stood out to you or
1: I don't remember the name of the character, but he totally needs a show set in that universe just so we can have a follow-up to Deadwood and Justified. Um, It it was that Marshall or whatever there in that first episode Uh, of the season, Timothy
0: Oliphant. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, get him a show right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a... Just
1: just have a... a uh, uh, One one of them... uh, You know, when they have a series of things... They're not technically related, but they're kind of related. Got like the Cornetto trilogy or something. It's got like all the same people in it, but you know, it's not the same story. We need we need that with him. We need that with the actors that were in Justified and Deadwood because they were a lot of interchange in there anyway. We need this. We, we no that that's that's the Star Wars story we need or that's the one I need. Yeah. They don't even have to be Star Wars. Just, just make it happen,
0: please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to show up in the book of Boba Fett, though. Probably. I mean, they're kind of in the same vicinity now, so. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a
1: Cobb Vance. That's what it was.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Vance. Vance. Vance.
0: Uh, Vance. Yeah.
1: Vance. Cobb. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's kind of a western name anyway so <laughs> sure <laughs> um, oh, what about Trenton. you who stood out for you this might rub people some people the wrong way um, but I really liked um, Gina Carano's character in the Mandalorian Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, It was, I mean, I liked her her introduction. You know, she was, uh, she she wasn't your typical female protagonist. You know, it was kind of a breath of fresh air. She was, (laughs) you know, she was badass as well. And she had a lot of uh, funny lines and, you know, her, her, I guess, chemistry with uh, Pedro Pascal, you know, Mandalorian. Yeah, I think they, they had a really good chemistry. I, I thought they they worked well together on screen, and such a shame they were not going to see that in season three. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details about that, but about or surrounding that, you know, just kind of it up online. But I do think it's, it is such a shame that we won't see that. I really, I really did kind of like her character. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah, so what, what are some other, I mean, yeah, another character that kind of, st- one more thing, one other character stood out for me also was, <clears throat> um, oh my gosh, I'm, bl- I'm blanking.
1: Well, <laughs> I stood up that much, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was, you gotta I say. Any answer that's not frog lady is a wrong answer.
0: That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole episode she was in was hilarious. It, and that, that was a perfect mix of funny and nightmare fuel all at once. <laughs> Those giant spiders were just creepy. <laughs> um Oh my god! I, I'm forgetting the actor's name. I'm forgetting the character's name. I mean, wow. I'm, not doing, I'm not doing good today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you
1: had a headache.
0: Yeah, I think about like burned half my brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carl Weathers.
1: Oh yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah. Um, his character, I really liked him. You know, they had a uh, again on there. It was like him and Mando. He, they were kind of the kind of the business partner relationship and midway through season one, he's kind of a antagonist light, if you will. Uh, but by the end of season one, and especially in season two, he's back to be an ally. And, you know, I think I, I like kind of the energy that him and Gina Crono's character brought to the show. It was, it was different from star Wars. You know, it was, you still felt Star Wars. They still look like they're part of the universe, but they brought a different kind of feel and energy to the show that. I don't you would have gone if you hire somebody different, you know, that, if that makes sense, like they're just kind of meant to be in that role. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things you can't really describe.
1: (laughs) I'm sure somebody could describe it. Just not us.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> especially not today. <laughs> um, what about um, any other characters that stood out for you besides Coughing uh, and Frog Lady?
1: <laughs> well, you said I couldn't talk about Baby Yoda, so
0: uh, oh yeah, we we can talk about Baby Yoda. I mean, I was just thinking <laughs> of other characters besides the, the two main characters, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, we gotta talk about Baby Yoda because I think that's he's part of the big part of the show and its <laughs> success.
1: <laughs> well, no, I was just I was just gonna say, little guy's a gangster. <laughs> 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 like I I know that that uh, kind of caused a little bit of controversy there where he was. Um, Eating those eggs because that was like the last of the species. Yes. Oh my goodness, that was funnier than it should have been. Also, when he was sitting there fighting with the macaroons and all that. I... <laughs> oh, and then when, uh... <sighs> yeah, sorry. No, it's funny. It's funny. That's it. That
0: that yeah. that's that's it. Oh and
1: know. then uh, okay. Uh I don't know how much you want to go into story.
0: Um I was just, I was going to make a real quick comment. Have you ever noticed yep. what he says after he does all that? <laughs> Patu. <laughs> 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 it's, it's like he stole the cookies and then looks straight at that kid. Patu. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: You know, something else, uh, before I get into what I was going to say there, I don't like seeing all the puking and the spit up and stuff and all these different movies when they're trying to be gritty and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was so funny when that <laughs> ship was just going wild and he had all them back rooms. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, that absolutely killed me.
0: Yeah. The whole time, like, he's getting chased by the TIE Fighters or getting shot at, and he's going up to the very top, and he's like, "Ah," he's got his hands over there like he's in a roller coaster.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) But I was also going to say, story wise, uh, there at the very end, uh, that was cool with Luke and all. I think the best part of that episode was um, when Mando took his helmet off and then uh, Baby Yoda was sitting there touching his face and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, what a nice callback to the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, When Luke was able to see his father's face for the first time. Because I know we kind of talked about that and that other review, how that was a a big part of that, uh, his humanity. And so this guy who was a zealot and wouldn't take that helmet off in front of anybody, uh, finally did it in front of all those and did it in front of the child for the first time. So, Mm -hmm. and not only that, but you know, let him touch his face.
0: Yeah. Like it, I think I don't know if um I had to rewatch it again, but I think it was like right after right, right after that it kinda of pans to Luke and he almost got like a little smile in there. It's kinda of like he's kinda of thinking back to that time.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, I think it's really I think it's really interesting to kinda of show you know how you know, just, just right just for that few minutes how different Luke was compared to the other Jedi. You know, he gave the option to Baby Yoda slash Grogu as his real name.
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh you know he gave him the option to continue his Jedi training. You know, he he wanted he wanted Mando's permission, uh Djarin's permission to go with Luke to continue his training. You know, that was kind of something that I don't think yeah, the, you kind of saw glimpses of in their prequel trilogy when the Jedi was most mostly focused on the Jedi when they were at their peak. You know, in the Jedi Council, you know, they were kind of more like, you know, you got to let go of your attachments. You have to, you know, you know, essentially move forward, be a Jedi, and that's all your all your life's going to be for your training. Yeah, I think with Luke is kind of different. You know, he gave him the option; he gave him the the choice to continue or stay with um, with Din Djarin. But you know, he still was like, you know, even if you do, he does say he still will be a danger be, until he masters his abilities. <laughs> There's one line right after that where he kind of tells him. I think it's kind of a little little jab at the sequel trilogy. And he says, talent is nothing without training. <laughs> and as we kind of saw with the sequel tr- trilogy, you know, Ray never had training. And if she, if she did, it was very little. And we kind of saw how that turned out, you know, not just from the story perspective-ish, but mostly from the audience perspective, like, this is unbelievable. This is doesn't make any sense. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, going back to that Luke scene at the very end when Luke comes back, because um, in a way, it how do I say this right? In a way, it was kind of like, again, what we always want to see out of Luke because... In the sequel trilogy, they didn't really treat his character respectfully. And that's something that you know, something kinda of Mark Hamill hinted at a lot. You know, they weren't that wasn't very truthful to the character in his development. Here we actually do see kind of Luke what we always thought he would be like, and he kinda of has you know, he's he's basically mastered his abilities. You know, <laughs> that whole episode the there's this enemy that the Imperials have, the Dark Troopers. That, you know, they're they're indestructible basically. You know, Dinjarin has a hard time killing just one of them, and there's like a whole army of them. And they're kind of like the Battle Droids, but they're supposed to be a little. They're, but they're a little bit bigger. They're supposed to be a little more tough than their typical opponent, which you know, which you know, being Mando and. Um, and his his allies. But when Luke comes in, he just like, he mows them down like they're nothing. You know, it's kind of like watching the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy again, almost like just kind of seeing him just mow these guys down, using the Force, using his lightsaber. And you know, there's one scene right before he meets up with Din and you know Grogu and the rest of his allies where he kind of does something just like his father did in Rogue One. Goes into the hallway and just obliterates everything in sight. <laughs> and I think it's really interesting because there's um, actually you know, some videos where they kind of do like a comparison between the two, and you almost kind of see some similarities. They're they're still totally different. The feels totally different between the two. But you know they kind of have some similar move sets. They use similar styles with the force. Um one of my favorite scenes <laughs> from that is like he is the last dark trooper and he holds it in place and you're kinda of thinking, what's going on? And then you just hear this cracking, and he's just crushing the droid <laughs> into pieces. And it's just like, oh, that is so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean I think it's really nice that they were able to kind of link, you know, this T V series and say, yeah, this is part of the bigger Star Wars universe, part of the bigger picture, part of the bigger story. You know, that, that, that this is a sen- essentially an essential part of the quote-unquote Skywalker saga.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And um, I mean, and I think one more kind of point to add also, I mean, how interesting is it that Luke was trained by Yoda for, you know, basically a, a film and a half ish. And the, one of his first apprentices as far as we know is a member of Yoda's species.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had not thought about that. Mhm.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of <laughs> my little spiel's kind of over with, but <laughs> you know, what kind of uh, what, can other... a
1: person, what can a person add to that? <laughs> it would just be treading the same ground again.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I think that, that kind of gives credit to how great this storyline, I mean, not storyline, but how great the writing is to the overall story. I think I was something I kind of mentioned I think in the, on the blog. I kind of mentioned the kind of things that, in, that have kind of interest me or things I kind of noticed. You know, this is a very, you know, it's very great, powerful writing, but it's very simplistic. You know, and you don't have to have these big moments, you know, like eight, Eight million ships coming out out of nowhere to fight the, <laughs> to fight the bad guy, or you know, two members of a unknown um, family line fighting each other. <laughs> I mean, you know that that it's it's the little things that you know this kind of idea of you know, family, you know, and I know that's kind of something recently that's kind of been, you know, (laughs) slightly overdone mostly due to the Fast and Furious movies and all that.
1: (laughs) Well, no, Star Wars has always been about that. Yeah. But they were acting like they were going to take it a different direction with the sequel trilogy, and they just brought it back to where it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I think... You know yeah, it. I mean, just real, just real quick. It's just the uh, I think with the Mandalorian and with the prequels and even in the in the original trilogy, what they do so well is that they take this idea of family but show that it's it's not your bloodline. So you who you are kind of bond with. Yeah. And <laughs> you know. Everybody kind of views Din Djarin and Grogu as like father and son. You know, it's not. They are. Yeah, you know, they're no always even going to say, "Oh, they're kind of like father." No, they really are father and son. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like, especially in season two. I don't know if you noticed this or not either, but like kind of the first few minutes before the opening credits, you know, you kind of see the two of them kind of bonding and kind of joking around, and <laughs> like that one episode where he's he's trying to get. Um, you know grogu to fix the ship you know take the red wire where the blue wire
1: was
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah and how many of us you know you know watching how many people were just kind of like oh i can relate to that that's kind of like when i was doing my dad you know or (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh yeah yeah well uh what are some of your thoughts
1: I think you covered most of them because I, I was literally just about to say that that uh, about the sequel trilogy, how they were hinting that they were kind of going to go for a found family type deal, like she's a nobody, but then she ends up being a Skywalker, you know, just because you know she was trained by him and whatnot, and then they had to pull that whole Palpatine thing. And like you said, blood doesn't always equal family. And I I think they do a really good job of that with the show. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's...
1: I will say, say, uh, just just for the sake of fairness, I will say that uh, as far as the writing, and I really don't have a problem with it because it's entertaining enough. Uh, But the whole... (laughs) Okay, you have to go here, talk to this person, and then you have to go from there to talk to somebody else. Uh, you know, maybe maybe less of that, but
0: yeah, um, I could see them kind of changing that up in season three. You know, especially where Mando now has you know possession of you know an ancient Mandalorian heirloom that makes him essentially king of the Mandalorians. So.
1: Yeah. You were talking about the Western vibe. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, Not so much Western stories, but like uh, (laughs) my mind immediately went to the Red Dead Redemption games Yes, and video games in general. And uh, especially those first two Red Dead games, they were especially like that. Great stories, but there was a lot of running around doing errands, building up to the actual story. Now, when they were doing that, they were setting up characters along the way, and I think people kind of miss that when they say that about the Mandalorian doing that, because they are setting people up, but, you know, maybe there's another way to do it instead of, you know, leaning into that time and time again.
0: Yeah, I think there was, um, I mentioned the, You know Gina Carano's character, um, which her name is Kara Dune, um, in the show, and the episode she was in. You know the episode. That episode was kind of like you know the one of those Kurosawa films, the samurai films. You know where the experienced warriors have to train a village to protect their you know their land, their way of life from raiders. Um <clears throat> don't you mean the magnificent seven? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> well actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's they did that, you know, and they kind of set up a like a little bit of a love interest for uh, Mando dinjarin in that episode uh, like, very briefly
2: boo
1: what I'm saying boo what <laughs>
0: everybody's
1: <laughs> gonna have a lot of interest in these things
0: I mean yeah I mean it's I mean what's more romantic than getting a rifle and shooting the crap out of people
2: uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that was a joke, but <laughs> for the record, that is a joke. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Um, I'm a depending on where you live, I'm one hundred percent sure on that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um anyway whatever um whatever that was yeah. <laughs> but you know that that episode overall it i would say it's probably one of the weaker episodes of this of the series you know really? was, i yeah i was i mean i liked it you know it's still enjoyable you know it's i, I haven't that's kind of something I want to make just a real quick point on is that I haven't really seen a bad episode in this series. They've all been very good. They've all been very entertaining and they've all found a way to kind of connect each other. But, you know, that's kind of one of those episodes that I liked the music. I liked, you know, the characters and then, you know, I kind of like, you know, a little bit of the, you know, the possible romance between, you know, Den and,
1: <laughs> what were you saying about a romance? <laughs> I don't even
0: know now. You scare the crap out of me. <laughs> 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 I was like, what was that?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I keep going while I recover from a heart attack. <laughs> That's...
1: No, you were talking about the romance. That's that's what that amounts to. No, you were saying something about uh, how they all tied together eventually in some way. Which, by the way, that wasn't the weakest episode. The weakest episode was that uh, Prison Break one, kind of. Get out. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean it was it was fine, but I, I it was the weakest one. No. Oh yes.
0: Nope. Civil War,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm go with that,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then there was, um, well, I liked that episode though, because just of how we got a little bit of Mando's backstory in that prison break episode, you know, maybe he wasn't we kind of throughout the season that throughout season one, we kind of saw him as kind of being this, you know, kind of loner type, mostly focused on getting the job done and focus on helping his, um, his group of Mandalorians. And so to kind of, kind of hear that, you know, there's probably this side of him, this dark side that actually enjoyed fighting and killing and getting to chaos. And again, they don't specifically state it because it's again, you know, it's coming from the bad guy's point of view, so you, you take it like with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there may have been a hint that this possibly, you know, him kind of be, him taking in Grogu is kind of like a redemption path for him. And so we do kind of see his you know, his skill set even further in this episode where, you know, the group of bad guys turn on him. And he's stuck in that prison, and then he he kind of captures he I wouldn't say captures him. I mean he does in the end, but you know the way he picks him off one by one, you know it kind of shows like he has this kind of you know <laughs> there's a I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a scary side, but there is one scene uh, with Bill Burr's character where he's kind of in the hallway and there's like red lights everywhere, and he's freaking out because he no- he doesn't know where Mando is. He knows he's out there, but he does he doesn't know where he is. And we get this camera pans in behind him and the lights are flashing behind him, red and then you know, clear and red clear. But if you pay attention, you see Mando in the background. And one minute he's there, and the next minute nothing. And then the lights flash again, he's there, and then not there. Flashes again, he's there, right on top of him, and he's not there. And he whips around Bill Burstgar whips around, got the guns ready, and you see the fear in his eyes and everything. He's freaking out. And again, Mando's not there. And then the camera goes right back again um, to where it's behind Bill Burr, and you see Mando right behind him, and he just freaks out. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it was such a cool scene. You know, it kind of shows that you know he when when the car's down, he can be just as ruthless and just as deadly as the bad guys. And that kind of kicks in, I guess you could say his uh, Mandalorian training kind of kicks in there. But.
1: Yeah. Well, the reason I would say that, that that's the weaker episode of the two is because you mentioned the the backstory, which I'm not saying that we don't need a backstory. But they had already established these kind of a uh, you know, kind of a tough character anyway. I, they did that in the first five, ten minutes of the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then all these progressive episodes kind of show them coming out of that. So you're with them in the here and now. You don't necessarily need a whole lot of backstory, which, to their credit, they didn't do a whole lot of backstory, just some of it. Yeah. But, But, you know, overall... Like I said, it's not a bad episode. I just thought it was the weakest one because we didn't necessarily need that right away. There's enough mystery and intrigue with the present.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, you do know, you're kind of feeling as weak as it kind of lessens a mystery a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: I would actually go on the opposite end of that. I think it adds more of a more questions and mystery to to that character because of, you know, this idea that he seemed to enjoy it. Um, you know, the fight, the fighting and the killing and all that.
1: In the um, later part of the
0: episode,
1: when they right. weren't going about the past.
2: So,
0: right. And, yeah. we, and, and again, it's coming from the bad guys. So, you, you know, you got that, you know, unreliable narrator, you know, thing kind of going on where you're not sure if they're telling the truth or they're just trying to, you know, maybe get under his skin or. I guess he. I think he was in the. I guess we'll also establish. I guess he was in a relationship with one of the bad, bad, um, <laughs> the baddies too. Um,
1: yeah, I forgot her name. Yeah. Top character. I, I. I. don't know what the character's name.
0: Is. Yeah, she was. I know she was in it, Harry. She, the she actress was, in Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, she was uh, Tonks or something. Yeah. I think she was in Game of Thrones too, and Black Mirror and. She did a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that was. Um, and I think it just made it a little more intriguing and the kind of made the. They almost kind of take on a new path and maybe he's more on a redemption path than we actually think. You know, so.
1: Yeah, I know, but that's a that's present storyline. <laughs> Who cares what's in the past? Uh.
0: May come in the future, dude. Come on now, man.
1: <laughs> Show's still going on, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we should mention that. The show is still <laughs> going on. Oh, so, you know, maybe maybe this review will be outdated by January of next year. They'll just completely drop the ball and be like, you know what this show needs? Like a thousand more characters. <laughs>
0: Uh, I did. I did hear they're going back to the more of that season one feel. So. Well,
2: um,
1: I mean, they, I they, rumor, they got, but... got enough characters. They got enough characters to last them for a while. So. Yeah. I I, I think they should work with that. They got a lot of good characters. I would like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interesting to kind of see where that goes. Um. But yeah, I did find it interesting that you know, kinda of watching season two of Mandalorian. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that there's they introduced some established characters. Um one of them was Ahsoka. Uh there's also another one, uh Bo Katan. She was in they're both originating from the Clone Wars cartoon show. And <laughs> after I watched season two, I actually went back and watched the Clone Wars. And I didn't I never really finished watching it. I got to I watched a couple episodes of season one and a couple of season two, but I never watched it all the way through. So you know, I had Disney Plus. So I thought, why not? I'll just we'll watch this, and you know, it's very interesting how they they don't feel out of character. You know, sometimes there's something that gets lost in translation when you kind of take something that's from a cartoon or something from a different source material and put it into a TV show or movie and it's just you kind of feel like something kind of got lost in translation from there. And here they kind of feel like they are kind of the older versions of themselves. Yeah, I think I think especially with Ahsoka, you know, kind of her character arc, you know, was about, you know, when to become a Jedi, training under Anakin, um kind of being and you know, especially with this the final season of Clone Wars, kind of being there when You know, the Republic and the Jedi fell, and how she was kind of outcasted by the Jedi, but it still affected her in a way. And now, here she is, much older, or not much older, but, you know, she's an older and wiser, quote unquote, Jedi. And, you know, she kind of saw what happened to Anakin and all the attachments he had, and she gets the opportunity to train Grogu first, and she refuses because he has too many attachments one of those attachments, you know, being Mando, you know, his father. And she says she doesn't want to train him because he could see him falling to the dark side. And so kind of seeing, you know, kind of her perspective of things, how everything transpired to where she is now is very interesting in terms of character development.
1: I catch... T- Maybe I'm sick, but I kinda wanna see him go on the dark side. So I think you he would sick. really I, I think he would really enjoy it. Like he, the whole time.
0: That's but terrible. yeah, no, that, that's that's terrible.
1: Would be... <laughs> I know what it is, but on the other hand
0: <laughs> he force choke someone. Patu <laughs> so terrible. I
1: <laughs> don't really um, want to see it. I just... No. But I could see where it would be comedy gold, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, the dark side's funny now.
1: It <laughs> wouldn't be the stupidest thing I've ever done Disney. Uh, no. <laughs> um,
0: episode 7, 8, nine. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this was a. Uh... Sorry. Oh no. Uh, so, <laughs> anything else you want to add about the show? Or you know, anything else you can think of, or positives, negatives?
1: Good. Music's good.
0: Oh man, that 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 theme is. That, that, yeah, it's easily becoming one of the more memorable themes of Star Wars. You know, it's kind of like we were talking about music with the sequel trilogy and that review, and how it was very forgettable. Like, we, there's something that really stood out. And yet here is the guy. Um, was I think I forgot his, his first name is Ludwig. I don't know what his last name is, but oh, so I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm going to try it. But you know, it was it's what I like about his music and the music in the Mandalorian in general. It's different, you know. There's different yeah. instruments being played. There's different stuff going around, but it's still it's still very much Star Wars, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I I love that. You know, it's it's doing it's kind of doing the hybrid done right, you know, because the first few minutes, the first, you know minute and a half of the Mandalorian theme you know it's very it's it's different it doesn't you know think it sounds very Star Wars you know it almost um, you know for I don't know for lack of a better word it kind of has you know a, a tribal feel to it you know it's and then you get towards the towards the middle and the end especially if it starts sounding like Star Wars Yeah, i i I love that you know there's just so much you know originality and creativity in there and it still is keeping up with what the show and what star wars kind of feels like so yeah 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 i i mentioned you know i think that <laughs> that one episode I mentioned earlier you know the one I was about to go on a tangent on before you Scared the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the music on that one. (laughs) You know, the music on that one, I liked it because it... They play the the main theme. I don't know if you noticed they play the main theme in that one, but it's done... The first few minutes of that episode is done with an acoustic guitar, so it kind of gives that Western feel. You know, so it's that that Star Wars-type... You know, anthem in the in the theme. You know, it's done with an acoustic guitar, and now it kind of takes it to a different place. Now it kind of feels like you know the heroic western gunslinger out to save the village. You know.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like those little different variations of the theme. You know, sometimes it's done with a different instrument. Sometimes they slow it down. Sometimes they speed it up, and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, was, if I could find a physical copy of the soundtrack, I'd get it. <laughs> but I don't, think, I don't think they have it. I don't actually know. It's on Spotify, though, so. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. And you don't have Spotify? Oh, what's that? You don't have Spotify? No, I do have Spotify. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I mean, I I really like the music. I'm kind of, I'm interested to see what they do with season three. Um, just kind of a quick note too. I mean, it's connected to the show, but there's a I've mentioned. I think I mentioned it before. There is a behind the scenes um show called the Gallery. It kind of goes over what they did with the Mandalorian, and kind of the kind of some behind the scenes stuff, you know, the music, the editing, all that. And it's very interesting kinda of see where they go, how how everything kinda of started and how they ended up. Um, I would recommend watching that too, especially if you've watched all the two seasons of the Mandalorian. Just kinda of go back, watch the gallery and Yeah, I mean it's some interesting stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a while before we see season three, so I think... Is it? Yeah, I think I've heard that filming's gonna end in March of 2022, so it could be a while.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought they were gonna release it in December.
0: Uh, no, that could be Book of Boba Fett. Lame. Yeah. Hey, we were still getting Boba Fett, though. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> any final thoughts or
1: uh yeah i was gonna say something but i forgot what it was oh yeah just yeah i keep going back to that luke thing uh kudos to them for that
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you know star wars is kind of seen as you know one of the big twists in cinema history uh, that scene with Vader, you know, spoiler alert: Vader's Luke's father. I know. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, but the fact that they were able to keep that reveal under wraps and just how everyone collectively lost their minds over that—that uh, that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I told you, uh, my my mother, she watched it a couple months after it came out Uh, but she kind of grew up with Star Wars and uh, she was watching it had no idea it was coming and I got a phone call that night from her did you see that last episode like she never gets fired up over stuff like that (laughs) like movies and stuff but she saw it, she's calling, she's like, did you see that? That was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty awesome. And she, she wasn't the only one. There were a lot of people that did that. So just the fact that they were able to pull that off, I think that was the only other thing that I was going to mention on here.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> that... <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you kind of called and did the same thing too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it,
0: <laughs> one of um one of our traditions that my mom and I have is, you know, we watch Mandalorian like early in the morning, because <laughs> usually it's because I you know I go to work I go to work pretty early, so we'll watch an episode early, you know, just kind of get it out of our system. You know, now we're not going to work like hmm wonder how that episode is going to turn out <laughs> that that one episode that we keep going back to the one that's kind of like the you know the seven samurai or the Magnificent seven I watched that one halfway through then went to work and I spent <laughs> spent a good half of that day like well that was going to happen <laughs> I missed then finish it <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was, we watched that early and, you know, I, I already lost my mind on that Boba Fett one. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they can't top this. And then they topped it. They did. And what was funny was, you know, when the dark troopers are in that scene, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're punching the wall, trying to open it. I was thinking, okay, this would be like the Minds of Moria or something. They're going to find a way to wipe him out, but it's going to be something totally unexpected. Um, but you know, when the when that scene, you know, when the X-wing flies by, you're kind of like, oh, okay, it's probably one of those uh, guys that you know Mando met along the way, and they're going to provide firepower support or whatever, you know. And I think. I think the moment that I kind of knew it was going to be him was like it was the one X wing he's landing, they're not getting any response. But you just kind of see the figure with the long black cloak, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, no way!" <laughs> they're doing it, and yeah, that when that that green lightsaber came out, just lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of my mom was like, no, that's Ahsoka. It's probably Ahsoka or one of the other ones. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, i tell you what. If you ever get a chance, go on YouTube, watch some of those reactions. That, nah, I'll put a smile on your face. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that... Yeah, this is a really great show. You know, I think It sounds like they're going to try to kind of build off of it. I think it's a good idea. You know, just kind of... You know, let the sequel trilogy... You know... (laughs) Toss it aside. You know, there's nothing to really build off of that. I think this is a perfect opportunity to kind of... Do some more Star Wars shows. You know, hopefully they have kind of the same success as the Mandalorian did. I don't see why they wouldn't. But... Yeah, it'll be interesting to kinda of see what they do with Star Wars moving forward because I think Mandalorian's kinda of said it to that it's going to be the future of Star Wars kind of moving forward. That's what it kinda of seems like. Yeah. Um yeah. Um anything else you want to add? Um any final thoughts?
1: <laughs> Not really. You mentioned that about the X-wing flying there, and that it might have been one of those guys. That might have been pretty funny. I, yeah. I forgot what the actor—I forgot what the actor's name was. Paul something, but he was it, in that—he was in that Canadian show, Ken's Convenience.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe he'll be. maybe he'll get some more storylines here in the next season too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there, there was a show that's supposed to come out called uh Rangers of the Republic or something like that. I guess he he might be in that.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I'll I do not know if they're gonna move forward <laughs> with it though, because again that was supposed to be one of those that you know Gina is supposed to be in, but you know. Ew. Yeah. Again, Ew. we're we're not gonna talk about that.
2: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs>
0: um Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's not really a review, but you know more like a a work in progress. Yeah. Uh, I'll be very interested to see where this series moves. Uh ugh. this series goes <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's my nap time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, any announcements you have? Any uh Nope. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last okay. time
1: we did that, we got into
0: it. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no comment.
1: <laughs> it's for the best.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that'll do it for an episode of the Unnecessary Podcast. Um, we'll probably be seeing you this Saturday. So you get two. Episodes of the Unnecessary Podcast this week. Ooh. Yep, our gift to you,
1: <laughs>
0: just like fruitcake. Just give, <laughs> keeps on giving.
1: <laughs> There's just somebody out there listening to this point, and they're like, "No,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again."
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, um. Hope everybody has a safe and great day and week ahead. Uh, We'll be checking back in Saturday, see how everybody's doing. Not sure how we're going to do it, but we'll do it. (laughs) We'll do it. Yeah. Uh, Again, my name is Clint. And I am Corey. And we'll see you again next time. Pachu.